Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Guitar Nerds is sponsored by Music Nomad, our favorite guitar maintenance tool manufacturing masters. You should check them out on musicnomadcare.com or on social media with at musicnomadcare. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello, Mr. Joe. Hello, Mr. Matt, and hello, dear listener. Welcome back um, to another episode, the 24th episode. Oh, we've, got, um, we've got a whole bunch of, of fun guitar things to talk about. We're both getting new bits and bobs this week, so... It's it's bad. I mean, we're, we're going <laughs> to... Uh, you know, bad in the sense that um, I'm just about to put my house up for sale, and I need as, as much free space as here as possible. Wow. And I'm, I'm already, like... Well, there's two things. One, I'm like... You know, I need the space, so better not buy anything. And two, it's like when I sell my house, I'll have money, and when I have money, <laughs> I can buy more stuff. <laughs> Already That's... plotting out what a potential. Uh, I mean, part of the reason for moving house is so we can have an extra bedroom, at least one extra bedroom, so I can, uh, I can actually have an office of some well, sort. Well, exactly. And if you're going to have that extra bedroom, you need the stuff to fit in that extra bedroom. Exactly. So why not factor a little budget into the uh, the money you'll get for selling a house in bang in the middle of London? And uh, and you know get yourself some cool new things. What do you yep. what do you think you would buy if what? you could factor in like a real treat? You oh, know? like maybe something treat. that's that's something that's a lot of money, but that's not a lot of money when you're considering that it's a household. So it would be a fraction off of the house, but it would be a premium thing to invest in if you were I... you know, just buying it. I've put you on the spot. Yeah, you have, and I guess if. Uh... If I was allowed, because you know we might want to like decorate the house and that. Well, um, decorate, decorate. Uh, I've decorated by putting guitars on the wall. I, I think <laughs> I, 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 you know, I would really love to um, to buy like a, I guess like a quote unquote dream guitar. I mean, it would be great to buy uh, like a white penguin or something, a reissue yeah. one, not an original a reissue. one. You, you wouldn't go for something vintage. Uh, no. Um, or a White Falcon, because I did go and watch the Red Hot Chili Peppers at the weekend, and yes, he played his White Falcon, and yeah. I was I was like, yep, that's why I've always wanted a White Falcon. I'll I tell you what, I mean, whether you're a fan or not, it was it was 
I guess what makes what made the show good was that they don't play they obviously don't play to track and it is just yeah. like it's three martial amps and three galleon and kruger like eight by tens yeah just he still uses PA. those like rb 750s or whatever like I, i'm not even sure they make the head that he uses anymore yeah and it was just just loud i mean john Fischer is basically his main sound is a ds2 into three marshals <laughs> <laughs> and, it's just, and it's just like it just sounds like the feedback in it. it's just like it just sounds amazing uh, and that's the first stadium gig I've been to in a very very long time and, where was it? Uh, it was London Stadium which is uh, the west the official it was the stadium they built for the Olympics it's the West Ham yes. um, football stadium now um, but yeah it was just it was it was a great gig and lots of just great noisy guitar sounds. They pulled out a couple of um, sort of rarities out of the bag um, for for the gig, um, which was good. So, uh, yeah, it was, you know, 17 years after John Frusciante left the band, finally get to see him play again. Is Um, is he playing any of the stuff that he didn't perform on? No, no. No, no, So they're just not writing the previous... I was thinking he is not the sort of fella to play someone else's guitar lines. No, they basically... Yeah, they did nothing. So far this tour, they've done nothing off I'm With You or The Getaway, which were the last two records, which admittedly admittedly, I didn't listen to either because I was like, you know, Josh, great guy and, you know, interesting player and crazy pedal board. But when you grow up with a band with a specific lineup, I think it's always so difficult to like... I don't know, replace it in in some ways, especially mm, sure. when that band had been around for so long. Um, and it's a very, whatever you think of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, it's a very specific tone that John Frusciante has. Absolutely. I mean, has. they don't do anything. I mean, with Josh Klinghoffer, they were doing stuff off One Hot Minute. They were doing like aeroplane Oh, really? Stuff. I was going to say, I wonder if the Dave Navarro stuff ever sees the light of day anymore. No, but... I'm not anymore. Everything they've done now has been, you know, really like... Well, I mean, saying that, they did one track off, like, Mother's Milk, which is, like, 89, you know. Yeah. Obviously, um, a few classics off Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Californication, by the way, and uh, some of the new record. It was good. It was a, it was a good mixed bag um, of of stuff. And, and again, I, I, it was interesting to see, like, really, like, young kids who have obviously just got into the band and also, like people my age and much older being like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet there was a real uh, a real broad range of, of people at a show like that. It kind of made me feel old because everyone else there was old, <laughs> but also clearly the same age as me. Yeah. Um, did, um, did the Rosewood Necked Sunburst Bound Telecaster um, come out? Uh, I always really loved that guitar. I always thought it sounded so specific, so bright, so in your face. Even in comparison to obviously the Strat, his essential tone, it just I don't know had a thing, had something yeah, about it. He um, so played the telly. So yeah, the the, the bound sunburst telly. Um, then both, also- both of his Strats. He's got his two sunburst Strats: one maple, one rosewood. Yeah, which I think he played both, if I remember rightly, mm-hmm. and then the White Falcon. Yeah, as well for a bit of it. Um, so yeah, it was it was just a good mix. But yeah, the the amps are just his, you know, what he's always used, and it was those basically those 
three um three marshals marshal major and then two marshal jub or jubilee and a marshal major and then like a jmp um yeah extremely just, cool just wicked just a great just a great all-round a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Guitar sound. And when you hear it in a stadium, you're just like, man, just sounds just monstrous. Yeah, you know I mean, what, what about Flea? Was he was he just using his fenders? Yeah, because of course, because I think what what obviously happened is Flea they Fender released the very popular, um, uh, like road worn style shell pink sixty two stack knob jazz bass, which of course is great for some of Flea stuff, but certainly when you're talking about the older stuff, they're so reliant on that Music Man Stingray tone. I know it wasn't a Stingray; it was uh, I can't remember the name of the brand that he moved to after that but it, it was always Modu a mod modulus modulus thank you that my was mate, it my mate's actually got a modulus flea base <laughs> he got <laughs> it when somebody's he, got one as well he so got it when he was 18 his mum custom ordered oh. it from america graphite necks graphite neck yeah it's um yes yeah, pretty <laughs> and, it, and it's in the green as well Oh, in, in the green. It was, they were all sparkle finishes, weren't they? Sparkle yeah. blue, sparkle green. Yeah, I can't remember what the other colour was. There was a third one. But, um, of course, they're big, uh, active Music Man-style pickup in the in the bridge on those modulus and the Stingrays that he started on. You definitely can't get that tone with a passive, like, low-output, single-coil pickup jazz bass. And, of course, when he's doing these sort of stadium shows, which are all the Chili Peppers are going to do, he's going to need to do old stuff as well as new stuff. So... I think that's how the second Fender, you know, I'm, I'm imagining that's how the second Fender signature model came out, which is, of course, a jazz bass, but completely plateless. And it has an active um, Music Man style humbucker in the bridge. And they did that in like Shell Pink and Gold, I think, as well. Yeah, I think he basically played, um, he played the um, active jazz, one pickup active jazz, the whole thing. He's got like a, He's got like a grey one or like a silver one. Oh yes, I think with a, it, with a sticker on it, and I think that I, is I think the that um, is like a gold. It's like one of those. It is silver, but I think it's something, some sort of silver with like a, you know, the the undercoat that actually makes it technically a gold. I don't. I, right. I don't forget what I'm saying. Um, I'm just trying to find a picture of it. Yeah, it's got Inca one silver or something. Like yeah, that. it's got one sticker on it. 
in the uh, on the sort of like upper horn is playing that, not playing the the shell pink bass or anything like that. No. As far as I'm aware, I, I can't remember seeing anything else of hmm. um, on that. And then I've, while searching for pictures, also reminded me of those. Um, Basic, basically Behringer bases they released at one point. Do you remember? Oh, the, the the flea bases. I can't remember. What, were they just called flea bases? I think they were just I called think, flea bases. Yeah. Oh, dear listener, if you if you've got to look up flea bases, if if you've never seen these before, they were a bit like Music Man Stingrays in shape, and they certainly had that circular sort of oval scratch plate, as it were, and and the big humbucker in the bridge. But the finish options were bonkers, and they all had names. So they did a finish that was called like punk or something like that and the punk one would be slime green with a sh- with a pink scratch plate and they'd do others w- w- that would be blue with a yellow plate but they all had a name that was sort of you know in line with the color mm. combos but it was yeah they were yeah they were pretty bad this um so his base yeah it's like inca silver one pickup um and then it's got flea in like cursive writing across the fretboard as well Oh really? All oh, right. Nice. Wow. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was you know again a pretty straightforward setup for mm-hmm. that. The only thing I was surprised by is they they kept the keyboard player. So they had a keyboard right. player for a couple of bits. He just played like I guess like a couple of like backing bits well, to just thing, like fill things out a little bit. The more. thing with them is on record, a lot of their backing bits are done with harmonies, with vocal harmonies. They fill out a lot of the the space with that, which you know, they're not the greatest singers in the world and certainly relying on that fully live is, isn't going to be a great idea for thickening out the sound. I imagine the keys player's there to do a lot of that. Yeah, and um, actually that made me think that if you if uh, you haven't listened to the new record, if anyone's out there and interested in listening, um, there was a great interview uh, that I watched on YouTube with the guy that engineered and mixed some of it. And loads of the guitar stuff is run through a modular synthesizer. Um, really? So, yeah, John John Shannon is like massively into modular synth- synthesis, which is obviously all over his solo stuff. But, yeah, loads of the guitar parts are run through a modular synthesizer. So they'd, like, record... He said at one track they recorded an acoustic guitar, and then he was just like, oh, I'm going to, like, just patch it through the modular, and the whole acoustic guitar runs through... A modular. That sounds um, exactly the sort of madness that's what, you know, I think makes Frashante very good. Yeah, yeah, the guy's the guy's amazing. The guy's yeah, he's absolutely you know, and, brilliant. And you know, talk, talking of, of uh well, and on a on a link to John Frashante as he's someone who guest guitared on a couple of their records, the Mars Volta, my favourite band on the entire planet, are back. Um, which is this yeah, is it, this it, is big news, Joe. This is this, this is, is big, big news. news for Volta fans everywhere. Absolutely, it's been a it's been a long old time. The first first single in ten years they've uh, um, they've just released, which is called uh, Blacklight Shine, um, which is wonderful. It's an eleven minute video. The song itself is two minutes, and the rest of it is um, just an uh, like an acoustic percussion band, like a a traditional. So, uh, Spanish percussion band, which perfect. That's exactly what I want from the Mars Volta. I want them to just release weird stuff, <laughs> like the the non predictable stuff. They're like, yeah, here's this thing, and it's just like a light ballad as well. I love that they've just done something completely different. Although it does feel like a nice evolution of Nocturnica, at which point Omar Rodriguez Lopez, the guitarist, was leaning so much more into modulation than he was drives. And uh, and again with this, there's just lovely examples of a sort of gorgeous 
vibrato and like cocktail and uh, just uh, I'm very excited to see what happens next. Um, of course, a new lineup for the Mars Volta. Um, I mean, that's obviously you know um, f- friend friend of ours, Mister Juan Alderete. Obviously, probably unfortunately not going to be able to to play while he you know goes through his extended recovery. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's going it's going to be interesting to see how they. They play this one really, isn't it? It's going to be. That's I don't know. I'm, exci- I'm excited. I'm I'm nervous. You know, it's with any band that <laughs> takes the kind of that sort of time off and then sort of comes back. You're like, what's yeah. it going to be like? We'll see. We'll see. Well, we've got Eva Gardner returning to bass, which is super cool. She she was the bass player on their first EP, um, so that's cool to have her back. And it's a brand new drummer. I don't know the drummer. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but Rodriguez is in his surname, so I imagine it's another uh, sort of cousin of of Omar's. As he he seems to get more brothers and cousins <laughs> and family members in this band as the years have gone by. But we'll see. It's it's, it's a good time, you know. It will be more new, exciting, weird guitar music. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm in. I think it's going to be Cedric's looking odd though. In some ways, <laughs> he's sort of. You know, you know, to be fair, they were both, you know, I think skinny is an understatement. Like, they were just, like, non-existent, you know, yeah. like flat Stanley. They turn one way and they just disappear. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I would I would say a more healthy uh, stature. <laughs> yeah. But just with his hair and his beard, he's just, he's sort of looking like someone's dad in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be... Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they come out with. I, I kind of hope in some ways there's some sort of like, I don't know if consistency is the right word, but you know, obviously some of the later stuff really went all out there and you're like, I, I guess even with the, the like CD release compared to like the vinyl race, it's obviously got lots of just like loads of extra noise and stuff, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And like, especially when you listen to, um, Francis the Mute. I remember putting that on the other day. I was like, don't remember all this like other stuff like in between <laughs> tracks. Yeah, so there's a. It's like an hour and twenty minute al- album, Francis the Mute, and I think there is about forty minutes of songs. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see see what happens as well. Excited for the gear because obviously the last time they uh, ever went through. You know, you forget that 10 years ago, sort of the birth of YouTube, people weren't doing rig rundowns and, and the such at that point. I think the last one, he was, um, Omar was just using an M9. Isotope and Native Instruments have teamed up to create the start to finish bundle that home recording guitar nerds have been waiting for. Plus, you, dear listener, get an extra 10% off with guitar nerds by using discount code NERDS10 at the checkout on isotope.com. From the creative spark to the final touch, their new bundles include pretty much everything you could possibly need, which is great because it's far too easy to sink hundreds of pounds and a big chunk of your time into just picking up random plugins. The music production suite 4.1 and Complete 13 Bundle contains over 30 intelligent mixing, mastering and repair plugins, 65 premium instruments, 20 plus expansions and over 35 
10,000 sounds. And if that's a bit basic for you, they've also bundled Music Production Suite 4.1 with Complete 13 Ultimate, which gives you everything that makes Complete 13 incredible, plus a colossal library of added synths, sampled instruments and effects. 115 plus premium instruments and effects, 39 native instruments expansions and over 65,000 sounds. Whew, it sounds like a lot. It is. It's very good, very comprehensive, and as we've come to expect from Isotope, it's very good value. If you're looking to get into home recording, I cannot recommend it more highly. And if you're already into home recording, it, it really is the one-stop shop for making what you do sound better. This podcast is entirely treated and produced using Isotope plugins, and Native Instruments have been responsible for almost every synth or sample you've heard on our Guitar Nerds jingles. Check out their great new bundles on isotope.com or follow links in the description of this podcast and use discount code NERDS10 at the checkout for 10% off anything in the Isotope arsenal. He was he had a uh, he had a very stripped back board. I think the most recent um rig rundown style thing was when he was playing with Bosnian Rainbows, which is when he had his second Ibanez signature model, which never got to production and it was a super short scale single cut like bolt-on single cut um that kind of looked uh it was actually an adapt an adaptive version of a very old ibanez but it looked a bit like a uh, like a melody maker or a, mm. a junior that style of thing the humbucker in the bridge and he used to string that with like 13 gauge flat wounds uh, and it had a neck as thick as a baseball bat i remember him describing it as so he had that and of course now this will be the first time that he's moved to the Mariposa. We're going to see that live, the Music Man um, Mariposa, his signature model with them. Mm. It's going to be great to actually see that get a proper outing because, of course, it has some interesting things. Dual humbuckers but with with two volume controls rather than there's no three-way selector or anything on there. You've just got two independent volume controls for blending up the two pickups. So I'm interested to hear what he does with that. We'll see. When when did the I've just I've just um oh no, I've just clocked it. I, I've just found this article of Mars Volta's Omar Rodriguez on his ongoing battle with guitar playing and love of effects from 2010. I'm like, wait, he's playing the Mariposa there. And I'm like, no, he's playing a Saint Vincent. I've just I've just yeah. clocked it. Um, he he started playing Mustangs for a bit and um then short, and that was, you know, the the first time he'd really moved to that sort of uh I guess that type of more modern guitar, I guess, less less quirky and old school guitar. Mm. And then he, uh, and then shortly after that, yeah, he he started playing those St. Vincents, which, to be honest, shortly before is when, even though we couldn't talk about it at the time, is when uh, Music Man showed us the prototype, yeah, like the, bo- the 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 body, the first body where they were still making notes on the the body itself of the Music Man Mariposa for Omar Rodriguez. In fact, I think at that time. He was having so he was coming back to them with so many changes and alterations that they were saying we honestly don't know if this is going to get off the ground because <laughs> yeah. he is I assume as fussy with his signature model as he is with his music. I uh, I'm just looking through some pictures and just found him playing the ORM one again. Like I know we've mentioned it so many times, but damn, I really want one of those guitars. So cool, so cool. It was very cool indeed. Now, did you did you get a chance to see? It was of course Glastonbury over the over the weekend as well. Did you, I, uh, did you get to watch much of that? I saw a little bit of the headliners, right? right. And um, I thought so. I watched a bit of Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Billie Eilish just 
like a ridiculous rise to like superstardom. Uh, and I, and I like Billie Eilish as a person. I think she's, you know, she's really, um, she's like quite a good activist for things like animal rights and stuff like that, which is, you know, I, I sort of think is really good. Um, and, and I like some of her music, but I, I honestly thought the stage performance was a bit weak. Um, Phineas, her brother, was playing a custom shop telly for a bit of it, which I thought was quite cool. I did see that as well. It was really nice, like a charcoal frost. Yeah, it was like a charcoal um, frost, like humbuck. It's like 72 telly, which I thought mm. was was pretty good. Um, so I watched a bit of that, and I don't know her music well enough to kind of like be like, you know, super into it or not. Uh, saw a bit of Macca, um, yes. which was, was great. It was really good. I mean, the songs were great. Um, there was the, the guests, the guests that he had on, you know, to see him with Bruce Springsteen and yeah. Dave Grohl. Ridiculous. Know, it, was, it was just, it was like one of those things, you know. I was watching that live. I went over to my friends who live near Glastonbury, mm. actually, but we, we were just, you know, hanging out for the weekend. We were watching some of the Macca set at the end of night. And I was just, you know, I remember being like, wow, this is something we will never see again. There will never be stars like this again with this sort of legacy and heritage and rock and roll on a stage like this. What, what an amazing thing to get to. Witness. Yeah, and I mean, the dude's 80. Do you know what I mean? It's like, um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, and and I think he's still got so much in life and enthusiasm in him and it's great and the, the music's all really good. Um, so it was, it was good seeing that. I always loved the drummer for Paul McCartney. Just that, oh, yeah. that, just that big dude just plays that like, that massive like it's got a massive like 28 inch kick or something like that i remember some of the old ones just plays this huge kit <laughs> uh and just a great a great band um yeah of, like, well their bass their bass player is an ashdown artist right i can't remember the name um, of the guitar player but the guitar player also plays a bit of bass sometimes but again just like yeah. ridiculous well, kit you know like Br- brian ray who is the the bass player yeah he he's the bass player who obviously he plays guitar when paul's playing bass but yeah. he plays he's an ashdown artist when he's playing bass <laughs> yeah i saw like a kind of i think gibson tv did something on on him and going through his guitar collections just like ridiculous um and then i saw a bit of kendrick lamar which i I love kendrick lamar the new album's amazing and the guy is just a a master poet that his it's amazing but i was really disappointed i thought it was really boring um yeah it just didn't i think it's always difficult it must be difficult for people that are in that kind of rap hip-hop thing if they decide not to have a a band to like do something that is it as impactful you know because you know i think when you know you saw like rabia play on stage with stormzy and then you know at reading what last year whatever yeah. and then he had a whole band for like the whole gig and like all the music was live and then like yeah you see kendrick lamar and he's you know probably the biggest rapper in the world and it's just him on stage and you know it's it's good and it, and it and it's bad but i also think that some of the production and some of the kind of nuances of the music's a bit lost that's just Stadium. that's just me yeah, it's a shame. yeah but um i didn't see anyone else what about you joe did you catch anyone sort of special any other guitars not not really just because you know it was obviously it was live on the day and i think i was just i was out drinking and playing golf uh all day actually with uh the guitarist from chodaku who i spoke to uh, charlie barnes from chodaku who i spoke about a few weeks ago who i saw at um at a fest at portals festival in london he he was he's the guy who plays a uh a twin 
and uses a rat distortion as his nice. main drive pedal and just makes the most incredible guitar sounds I've ever heard. Has this gorgeous, like, uh, weird, weird, um, like, sunburst telly, but it's an odd burst. It's like it's got some orange in there at the core, like some real, right. something really vibrant. It's, it's, I've never seen a finish like it. And it's got a strat neck on it, which he popped on himself. But, you know, like his gear, he's one of those people where I, I love Charlie, he's a good friend, but I can't really talk to him about gear because what he's interested in is being a really great player Ugh, and boring. making making great sounds. Like he becomes, I spoke about this a few weeks ago, but you know, he's one of those guys that has become an expert with the gear he uses. Like his delay pedal, he, one of the controls is broken off. So in between songs when he needs, uh, the tap doesn't work and the the uh the speed control has snapped off so he has to use a screwdriver in between songs to put it in the pedal to move it <laughs> you know, it's it's stuff like that and he just doesn't care but still is one of the best guitarists i've i've ever seen so i was there with um with, with him and uh, and also kerry funnel she's the bass player in no violet who's a band that i've spoken about yep. um a bunch she plays a actually one of those flea 62 style stack pot um jazz basses but yeah, so my point was, we played golf and got really drunk, so I didn't see a lot of it. Just uh, caught the end thing. But one of the bands um, that looks like they did go down very well and were mentioned on the on the Facebook group, Guitar Nerds group on Facebook, um, Wet Leg, because Wet Leg's bass player was for the first time playing his Trent guitar's signature bass. Yeah, I um, I though I'm not really on social, I did see that and it looked wicked. Um, Again, a meteoric rise to fame for that band. They're sort of just underground to, like, you know, proper, like, big gigs pretty damn quickly. Um, And a really great tasting gear. Really nice, interesting um, uh, guitars that they use as well. But the bass especially was fantastic. I don't know how Trent guitars managed to get those finishes because, of course, they do really... It's all like eco stuff. Well, it's vegan, I think, isn't it? It's vegan. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's vegan, all, so. all, all vegan and eco. And so the the, the paints, it, they're like a, they're like almost a sparse large flake glitter is the only way I can describe them. Mm. But they just look so good. This particular one was in like a gorgeous sort of almost vibrant lake placid um i don't really know what the official name for the color was but it's his new bass shape which has like just a mustang pickup bang in the middle it was short scale the the bass player himself used to play those jmj um road worn mustang basses before oh, so it's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's, it's quite a, a similar kettle of fish to that but it looked absolutely fantastic and i love that completely unknown now, even though obviously Trent have been uh, a brand that we've spoken about a bunch on the podcast, someone brought it up on the group, being like, "Wow, see, see the wet legs bass? That thing looks amazing." Without knowing it was Trent. Ah, oh, nice. So you know, it's uh, it's cool that I think that instrument, that body shape, and that brand are resonating with people. You know, whether you're already aware of them or not, they seem like a, and they're going from strength to strength. So you know, yeah, I think um, it looks great. And again, I, I, as I scrolled through Facebook, saw the the pink one again. I was just like, "Oh man." Oh, the uh, it wasn't. Oh, do you mean the bass? Oh, do you mean the guitar? The yeah, guitar. the pink guitar. I think there was a. I think they just put a post on there or something, probably from ages ago. Considering how little I, I checked Facebook, and I was like, oh, it does look, it does look so good, so yes. so good. It does look very good indeed. Now, um, speaking of custom builds and custom brands, I, I it's almost like I don't know, eighteen months, maybe maybe longer, maybe two years ago. I can't remember. Um, I commissioned uh, after having. Um, having 
the the chap on 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 the podcast. I commissioned a Moore guitars bass, and that is very much underway at the moment. I've started to get my updates, so I'm at the top of the queue. So um, so my Denmark made Wayfarer is on its way. Oh man, that's going to be because um, that's like super. St- because he has definitely made bases, isn't it? Yeah, I can see bases on here. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think is it yeah, different? So, is it a different body shape to the one that's on his website? Then is that? Oh, I didn't. I didn't see if there was one on the website. Um, more guitars. M O A R, dear listener, if you want to check them out on uh, Instagram or uh, it's moreguitars.com, uh, if you want to have a little butchers. And he does uh, a handful of shapes. Um, uh and the the one i've gone for is the wayfarer um i don't know i'm just checking the the base thing no so on his website if you go to base there neither of those bases are what i've commissioned i have commissioned the guitar shape which is the wayfarer which is the 335 style large super slim hollow body Uh, that is very that's the one that i would pick i think that is yeah super cool it's very cool it stands out I, I i love it i love how big it is it's got huge mickey mouse ears but it's all wafer thin um and I, i'm just really into it cosmetically so yeah did you put a big so, on it <laughs> oh i've missed a trick well there's still time matt there's still time Base bigsby <laughs> i have gone for a tailpiece um but it is obviously not a bigsby on there but what? i'm uh I was going to say, Sorry. what scale length? Uh, originally, I commissioned him for a 30-inch, but because what I did was at the start of lockdown, you know, there were no gigs. I convinced myself that short scale was for me. I bought, like, my Music Man. Um, uh, Music Man? I bought my um, uh, Fender Music Master. Uh, you know, I had the the thing with the Broncos. I got, um, I got Fidelity to make me a 30-inch scale bass. You know, mm-hmm. I had all these short scales. And then when it actually came to sort of gigging them with Polymath, I was like, even with the ridiculous 65 to 120 strings that I commissioned from Stringjoy, I was like, I can't just, it doesn't work. You know, the strings don't resonate, like, at the tunings that being that thick a string on that shorter neck, it just, it doesn't work, you know. Everything sounds muted, so... I gave up on that. I've got Fidelity cutting me a new neck at a 34-inch scale at the moment. Um, so I, I went back to Mo and I said, can I change this? And they were like, yeah, we haven't started the neck yet, so that's fine. So it will be a 34-inch scale neck um, with a tailpiece. Three base P90s um, that he's built himself. Uh, wow. So cu- custom yeah. wound just for that base. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, in these cool, like... Um, grill topped but p90 dog-eared sides um p90 housing so three of those and uh the controls i'm just gonna have a single volume and then basic style or you know jaguar style control so it's just like an on off for each individual pickup which would be cool cool so when when's the expected arrival date um it should be finished by the end of july i think so so very very soon uh, also i'm having no f holes on mine which is which is is cool. it still kind of, hollow or it's still hollow but yeah there's no f holes there is actually um we're having there's gonna be a sound hole cut into the top of it just to keep some of those tonal characteristics but it shouldn't affect feedback in the same way so um 
so yeah so we'll see i'm i'm excited we're we're kind of nearly there it's so long ago that i i commissioned it so <laughs> so it's sort of it's sort of gone to the back of my mind oh i'm having it all done in wenge by the way just because if i could choose i'd i'd have it in in black like a you know a painted finish but that's not more don't do that sort of thing so i've just gone for the darkest wood possible and then if i want to refinish it maybe i'll i'll get it refinished i'm not sure yet right <laughs> so already thinking yeah maybe i'll just paint it a different color <laughs> yeah yeah god I'm, I'm useless but i'm excited it's going to be a cool interesting very very different guitar and adds to my custom custom build collection i need to just get this one and pay for this one and then take some downtime because this one's quite expensive <laughs> just because I've, I've been talking to trent as well about them doing like a one of their bases but in a 34 inch scale with two mustang pickups mm. and uh in like a in like their sort of sparkle charcoal frost oh, that would be great but I, I need to i need to have a gap in between well, this moor just um just following on from uh circling back around to your question of what guitar would i buy um i oh yes yes your guitar that you can buy with your money well because you, you mentioned moor and, and trent i was like oh maybe i'll do a custom order and then you know i have to say sorry to those guys because guitar village have just listed for pre-order uh, 10 custom shop Gretches, not available yet. They're coming. Um, and some of the models are simply, uh, well, someone's hacked my brain and built, <laughs> commissioned the custom shops that I would buy. So I'm going to give you a quick rundown, Joe. Um, from there is no best to worst because they're all good. I'm going to pick out my, my favorites. Gretch custom shop. G6199 reverse Billy Bow in black sparkle. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Which looks absolutely ridiculous. That is extreme. Yeah. Where, where, can, where can listeners uh, find these? So if you head over to guitarvillage.co.uk, tiny little guitar store in Farnham in the Surrey countryside. Uh, they are yeah currently listing that. That's, that's one of the cheaper ones. Um, Gretsch Custom Shop. G6136T Falcon Relic in Sonic Blue. Oh. Uh, and that's the that's the model with the Bigsby, the TV Jones in the bridge, and the Dynasonic in the neck, which is the that is the spec. That is that is awesome. Um yeah. they've also got uh, and I'm leading up to the killer one here. So they've got a Gretsch <laughs> 6136 1954 specs. That's two Dynasonics, White Falcon relict um with no bigsby that's the hard tail oh yes yes that uh, is that is awesome that's what i want in a slightly more affordable slightly still very expensive though gretch custom shop 6134 1958 spec white penguin relic <laughs> and i'm just looking at that going oh and then and then joe the 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 cherry on the cake and this is just, it's so much money. Um, Gretsch Custom Shop, 6134T59, triple, <laughs> triple H, Penguin, Heavy Relic in Shell Pink. I just <laughs> <found> it. <laughs> That's it. That's a three wow. TV Jones. White, I mean, that wow. is a pink penguin. That is the dream. That is 8,145. 
nine of your great English pounds. That is an awful lot of money. It looks absolutely incredible. I love that it's got the three um, uh, uh, where a, p- a pickup se- selector would be. There are instead three switches there. Yeah. I don't know what they do. They're just on off. I think there must be on off for each pickup. Oh, it looks amazing. It looks like it just looks like an overloaded, like, you know, like a 50s you know modded guitar it looks it just, yeah i if i could afford 611 pounds a month for a year uh i would probably just just smash down the interest free on that uh, to be fair you can buy on classic credit for 230 pounds a month over three years um you know all very tempting wow. um but the i can't believe i've just seen how much the relic sonic blue falcon is it's 11 uh-huh. and a half grand Oof. Oof. that is that is a lot that is a of lot of money. money that is god knows how long uh, they've been on order as well um, yeah well it says that they're coming in october of this year dear listener so you know it's not like you'd even have to wait a long time to get them if you want to um if, if i am um, parting with this sort of money i sent a link to amy it's just like if we sell the house, <laughs> can I buy this? You definitely, you definitely could, but, though, Matt. It's probably the only time that you could. I'm saying that you should. I think the uh, the funny thing is, is if I sold all of the guitars I own, I still don't think I'd have enough money to buy that pink penguin. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know. You'd probably just about make it. I have never seen a reverse Billy Bow before. I can't believe how cool they look. I know. It looks fantastic. I know. They look it looks great. Uh, Dear listener, I assume you're familiar with the Billy Bow shape. It's it's so much less common than anything else, really, that Gretsch do. But actually, for me, reversing the body shape fixes a big problem, which is that you can't really sit with a Billy Bow um, because the the lower horn on a normal Billy Bow cuts away almost the same at the same rate that a flying V does before it sort of resets into mm. the relatively normal rest of the body shape. So it does make it quite difficult to sit with. Reverse means you actually get a lower horn. Um, this makes it a much more functional guitar for me and it looks 10 times cooler. And because even that upper horn really wasn't that much of an impact on access, you don't really lose any more access than you, you know, you'd have on say a Strat or something. It's, uh, Mm. I I think it looks absolutely fantastic. To be fair, the same, the same place Guitar Village at the moment do have a 6120, which is the kind of more classic Gretsch shape, which is normally in orange, which someone's refinished in black, um, which looks very cool. That's, uh, it's very like, I don't know. It's got Johnny Cash vibes on uh, all that black finish, but yeah, some, some great, you just, you never, never see in the UK, especially custom shop, great stuff that, that it just, this shop is wonderful it's a great shop it's a great shop they really you know found their it's a very small shop it's in a very old building um but yeah they 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 kind of have their niche and uh, they always have a lot of good pre-owned stuff um right. in there and then um they did once get have in there they had a martin ukulele from like 1880 or something ridiculous and i was like that's wow. cool I was like, I'm not really much of a ukulele player, but um, you know, I thought that would be that would be very cool, very very cool. I think when we were talking to Ken last week and he was saying about brand history, and I was like, yeah, Martin, you forget like 150 years or whatever, and you're like, you can buy some seriously old Martin acoustics. 
<laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Not that you very well, see that many, but uh, well, no, well, no, you don't. As long as you know they're getting smashed up in Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah. Oh man, I think that they said, <laughs> didn't they say they'd never lend another guitar to anyone <laughs> ever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Poor Kurt Russell. He's such a lovely man. Yeah, I know. Felt terrible. Kurt's this lich. I think he's a guitar player as well, if I remember. Is he? Oh I no. I think so. Yeah. I th- I'm sure. He's like one of those one of those people that's yeah kind of um, sort of an old old guitar you know hero. It looks like the oldest Martin is actually in their uh, their museum, eighteen thirty four. It's the oldest existing American guitar in the world. Blimey! How about that? Don't smash it. No, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm looking at stuff on Guitar Village now. I've never been to this website. I mean, I know you, you've spoken about them before on the podcast, or I think you have, but I've never never been to this site. They've got some great stuff. I'm looking at their Fender Custom Shop options here. There's a pre-owned Fender Custom Shop Master Built, uh, Greg Fessler Master Built, uh, released for Nam 2018. It was a limited edition F hole Stratocaster in relic pink paisley. Oh wow. I like it with two with two P nineties banging the in the neck and the bridge, and then just two controls, just one volume tone, and then a, the the traditional five way, but I assume it's a three way. Uh, it looks absolutely amazing. Five nine nine nine, so not too bad. Six grand for something that unique. Yeah, well, um, talking of Paisley, just uh, briefly, maybe more on this next week. Um, I finally decided to get my. 80s paisley strat with a full setup and proper oh, thank goodness check out i haven't played it for ages and i think i put some saddles on it that we got sent at some point they were like non-pressed saddles so like they don't oh, dig yes. into your hand um i think yeah i messed around with it the the guy i took it to said there was like very little movement left in the truss rod i think it needed like Ooh. some fret work um the electrics were a bit um I put like a solderless, a James's home tone solderless system in. It was very good for fitting stuff in, but I don't think I fitted it properly, so it was noisy. Um, mm. So I've just kind of taken it for a kind of bit of uh, a full, full TSC, TLC, TSC, TLC. <laughs> Sweet, so uh, wicked. So, so you've got it back now, and it's all. No, it's I'm going to get it back tomorrow. So yeah, right, more right. maybe more next week when I've uh, I've played it and. Because I put the ages ago, I bought the tiny Gilmore trem arm for it. Um, I've also put some Gilmore strings on it. You know, if you've got to have a strat, you've got to uh, you've got to get it set up like uh, Dave Gilmore. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Oh, that's very cool. I, I would be excited to hear that back out and about. It's the only sort of vintage-ish guitar that you own. Well, yeah, it's just basically as old as me, which is um, <laughs> bizarre. But yeah, just those things are going up in crazy value now. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. that's the sixty stuff, seventy stuff becoming unobtainium for for a lot of people. And I guess yeah, again, a generational thing. It's what you grew up with, you know, and and stuff from the eighties and the nineties, you know where people have got a bit more uh, disposable income of that of that generation are now going, yeah, that's the stuff I want. Drives demand, yeah. puts the price up. That's it. That's it. That's why, you know, we've said it before, but that's why the Mark Hoppus P base that used to be 400 quid is now a grand on reverb, you know. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it was the thing, uh, the day before the Chili's concert at uh, 
London Stadium, it was the Hella Mega Tour, which was Green Day supported by Fall Out Boy and Weezer. (laughs) And I'm just like, you know, but again, Green Day, one of those bands where like you got the audience of like all age ranges. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's and like, he's got a new signature model now. His new affordable Epiphone Junior in white. Oh, really? I hadn't seen that. Have we, have, was it talked about on the pod maybe when I, I wasn't I can't remember. Here? I think, I, I'm not sure. Maybe. I think, you know, yeah, it's, you know, new headstock. So it's got like the nice Epiphone headstock. I think it comes in a case as well, which is quite nice, even oh, though man. it's an They'll, Epiphone. They will. They, they must be literally shoving them out the factory door. They uh, probably uh, cannot make yeah. them quick enough. I'm sure they. It's one of those guitars that it almost immediately will go for more secondhand than it. Absolutely. I mean, damn, they're great guitars, and I mean the actual, yeah. you know, the Gibson ones, so good, so yeah. so good. Um, yeah, he's he's had a great range of for someone you know who who you know became famous playing a Fernandez Strat like. Uh, he's had a great slew of Gibson. Um, signature models, yeah, you know, some really weird ones. Do you remember that weird one he had? Because he had his junior. I think he had a couple of juniors, didn't he? He had like a Sunburst junior, which was just like a junior. Mm. It, it, the only thing that was defining about it was that it came in a, a case with like leopard print, uh, it, you know, inside lining. Yeah. Um, and then he had then he had the white one, which had some sort of Green Day symbol on, I don't know, a skull and crossbones or an X or something on on the body. Um, and then he had something. Was it like a yeah one three a, a, an ES one three seven? That was it. So weird. I, I was like, I remember when it came out, and I was like, I didn't even know there was a one three seven. You know, it was so off the beaten track. Yeah, it was. Um, that's the one with like the Florentine cutaway, so mm. the kind of sharp cutaway and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, a, a strange choice. Uh, definitely yeah. a strange choice. Didn't play it for that long. Didn't play it for no. that long. And then <laughs> back, to the, um, back to the... I think the he still does play it live, but it's certainly, yeah. you know, not as iconic as the um, as the uh, the junior, really. Yeah, that has become super, super iconic. Um, very cool. Very cool indeed. Now, you actually, Matt, you've uh, you, you got something pretty vintage the other week. I think we did speak about it, didn't we? You bought... Um, so I can't remember what it was. The I can't remember what the product was. Uh, so I bought a Line Six uh, Echo Pro, which is the rack-mounted DL4, um, owned by none other than Ed O'Brien of Radiohead. And when we spoke on this, you said, you know, what, what if if it got some sounds on it? What things would you like? What when would you have liked to be used? And I was like, I would like for it to been used during Hail to the Faith. And then I got a nice card from Mr. Ed O'Brien that says, hello, new owner of my old Echo Pro. You know how good these machines are. They are a living, they are an unsung classic. I bought these in 2002 and they are in my touring rack for the How to the Feath tour in 2003. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I plugged it in and they're definitely his presets because the first oh, wow. the first 10 presets i'm like line six wouldn't have programmed those presets they're just um <laughs> they're very how would i describe it washy and no they're very um it's like really reflective so loads of repeats really quickly do you know what I mean? Right. And I think it it makes me think of um, some of the guitar sounds he definitely had later on 
as well, I think, have been sort of... But it's got that... The whole unit, presets or, or whatever, it sounds amazing. It really does just sound really good. Like, awesome. And I had one before, and then I was impressed, and then obviously I sold it because I was like, oh, how do I incorporate it into my rig? But it is, I guess, inst- I would say instantly musical. Like, you just find a preset or you find an algorithm and you're just like, it just sounds really, really, really good. And uh, I think he moved more recently onto Strymon timelines. Again, probably because pedal-based and, and MIDI and there wasn't really much, I guess, at 2003. Like, what pedals were you using on the floor that had wow. MIDI? Um, yeah, exactly. There's one preset that's like reverse delay. And I was def- I was like... I've heard him use, he must have used that before. One of them, I'm almost certain, is a delay sound he must use for the Pyramid song because it's super glitchy. <laughs> it's super glitchy. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's like, you, there's something running through that at some point. But I don't know um, specifically. But yeah, the first 10 or so presets, at least 10 or so presets, I'm like, they're not factory presets. They're definitely his um but it was it was great to like play around with those sounds assuming that they are his but kind of get an idea of maybe what he's doing on guitar because i think there's interviews with him saying like you know when they did kid a and amnesiac they were like he was like we were suddenly in a band with no guitar player realistically and he's like how do you turn the guitar into like a more sonic instrument um yeah as it were so i I definitely there's a lot of textural stuff um in some of the early presets that kind of yeah add to i guess what he was doing at that time definitely that's that's what i think about him as a as a player kind of an unsung hero himself really what what he does is create amazing texture Mm. you know absolutely and then um it just made me really want an ed o'brien strap (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, they were very good they are they were well you can still get them i, did, I wasn't sure oh, if really? they were dis- still current. i wasn't sure if they were discontinued or not but not everyone sells them um mm. it looks like some of them are on order maybe i'll have so to- what was the what was the deal again with the ed o'brien strat it had the um uh the sustainiac or it wasn't a Sustainiac, was it? It was a Sustainer. No, it's a little 59 in the bridge, Texas Special in the oh, middle, yes. and yes. a Sustainer in the neck. That's right. Uh, That's 21 right. jumbo, narrow jumbo frets, and a 10 to 56 V-shaped neck. Because we played, we had one, didn't we? We, we borrowed yeah, one from Jay. Yeah, it was a Jay. super thick neck. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And I'm just looking at it now going, yes, that is the guitar I want. Um... Where can I buy one? Show me where I can buy one. <laughs> Show me where I can put one on a credit card. Um, yeah, great guitar. And yeah, a great, just a great bit of kit. Like, I think we we do... Well, we've never really un- underestimated the power of the Line 6 DL4. And I've got a DL4 as well, and it just instantly sounds wicked. But yeah. there's something, yeah, about... I think I like the fact about this. I'm just... No, I can't remember if there was extra... Pre uh, extra algorithms on it. No, I think it's the same. I think it's the same algorithms. I mean, the right. one thing that's great about this is that you can have the the problem with the pedal. Um, although the convenience of being a pedal is that you could either be on the loop sampler or 
you could have three presets of the delay algorithms. Of course, yeah. But you're choosing between But those you could two. have one or the other. So a lot of people just used it as a looper. Um, with this, you can save the looper as a preset and then recall right. it over MIDI. And then you can use a MIDI controller to then obviously like loop. So that's pretty that's so that's cool. pretty cool. So um, you have full access to everything that the yeah, DL4 and, and the DL4 looper is not the best looper if you're trying to write songs and stuff like that, but you know, if you're trying no, to do it's not for that, is it? It's a glitch looper. No, yeah. I mean, you know, Dave Nissen of Minus the Bear is just like the ultimate user of that product. <laughs> you know, it's just like yeah. it, it's a creative tool because of its limitations, not because um exactly, it's a great looper exactly um which how oh sorry gone no no go i on. was gonna say which sort of leads on to the other delayed product i was gonna talk about in uh in the news really which was the uh the chase bliss habit Chase bliss habit yeah i want i want to talk about that just before we talk about the habit how are you going to use the uh the line six um, i what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to rack mount it into your into your desk so it's something that you can access to record with, or because you don't really have a rack setup no. anymore that's outside of that. Like you don't have, you know, you've got kind of just traditional ish valve amps and cabs now. Maybe Joe, that's what I need to go back to when I've got the space because at one point I did have yeah. a bit of a uh, rack fridge, um, I, I guess. But for this, I, I so what I'm doing at the moment without diving too deep into the pedal board my whole pedal board effectively runs like mono um but what i do is i split one side just after the drive pedals and that runs into one side of the cxm reverb and then the other side runs through um an re202 into um the cxm and then one side right. runs out into direct into an amp and another side runs out into the microcosm. But I've effectively got two signals and I'm like, and I was running it in stereo yesterday going, it sounds so good in stereo. So what I might do is just run out of the, um, just run out of the board with the two outputs into the back of the line six and then just run straight into the front of the, the two amps and then just buy, the only thing is, is because those units are so shallow, then they're, they're only about five inches deep. <laughs> So it doesn't really sit under an amp or on top of an amp because it doesn't really have any legs. So I thought right. about buying just a shallow rack case and sitting it underneath my two amp heads and then, yeah, basically running it in stereo and just messing around with it. I think that's, again, that's why I just want to have a bit more space because I just want to be able to have everything to hand, I guess, and like plug more stuff in and just experiment more with sounds um but i don't know i i definitely want to use it more because the reason i sold the last one is because it was just sat there and i was like i could probably sell this for money um <laughs> and then didn't sell it for a lot of money and then instantly regretted it so you know want to make sure that i don't have to sell this one through through lack yes. of use <laughs> yes yes you need to get solidly involved in this well I, I will look forward to seeing how you uh how you get how you get on with it and what, what you do with it yeah hopefully now we were we, we were going to talk about the, the the habit, the other pedal, the other delay pedal that you've been trying out recently. Yes. Um, so you sent this to me a couple of weeks ago and I've sort of been really tied up until sort of today, really. And I... Oh, so we're getting, we're getting very much first impressions. Yes. I'm confused. It's not bad. <laughs> I, 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 will, I will start by saying it is not bad. Uh, in any way, shape, or form, 
it is ju- it just highlights how insanely insane they are um but also just how creative they are because i think on the surface of it it i don't think you can explain what this pedal really does and i think a lot of people go it's another glitchy delay pedal or oh you just buy a blooper i just it's basically the top three controls are a normal delay if you just look at it like the top three controls are level repeats and delay and the delay goes from like 40 milliseconds to 60 seconds like 60 seconds i mean just absolutely bonkers <laughs> all, all on one rotary sweep all on one well. sweep as well <laughs> and then um the bottom controls you've got six modifiers so one of them's like a tape style delay adds in loads of noise and glitches one's like speeds things up by four times or reverses it so you've got things that like change the delay yeah, and they're they're almost like flavors or or added. Yeah, bits. like they're they're like um, they're like an olive or a, a slice of cucumber in your drink. Ex- Think of those exactly. So you know, you can add those to taste, and then your scan and spread. So if you turn scan all the way down, spread basically adds another delay. But as you turn up the scan it effectively like adds in random points of of anything you've played within the last 3 minutes <laughs> so it's sort of like it's absolute so madness. Every, every now especially when you're just this is the thing when you're messing around with it and then you turn it up you basically just get a load of garbage especially if you're just like junk junk you know tuning up or whatever and you sort of forget it just throws a bunch of garbage back at you which is really annoying but i guess that's, i think this pedal is there's some instant gratification in it by by reading their excellent manual that excellent it's manual. just it is you know it's this great like thick card like really graphic manual um it's great and to to get started it's and the basic delay delay sounds are great it takes it's very good because the manual kind of lets you introduce a control at a time almost and and it's like here's how you can get a basic delay sound yeah exactly now let's add this to do this now let's add this it's very good yeah it's um it's very much like um you know it's it takes you through step by step and i think that's needed because i think if you just plugged it in and unlike a normal delay pedal if you just twiddled knobs it would you'd be very lost and very confused very quickly so i think you know from an instant delay point of view sounds very good and the modifiers really add some nice touches um from a usability point of view like how you would use it on a pedal board i don't know yet is the honest answer i've watched some great videos like they talk about building a song um and you you know using like a drum machine and then playing guitar parts and giving yourselves effectively it's got a three minute looper in it because it obviously always scans over three minutes and then a 60 second delay of which you can run both at the same time but there's no like visual indication or easy way of doing stuff without like a without a screen attached it's those sorts of things can't and and it's not it's it's not designed to be used in a precision sense. No, I, th- I think if you sat down with it a long time and you worked out what you were doing with it, 
And I think if you've got like a synth or a guitar and you're in the studio and you're trying to come up with something creative, that's wicked. And I think if you used it a lot, I'm sure you could get some great... And I'm, I'm going to have a bit more of a play around with it. If you're after a pedal that does the weirdness and the glitchiness and the ambient stuff and it's it's far more instant and every knob does something really instant and cool then i think the mood is a better choice really right because i think the mood you've got basically a reverb and a delay on one side and a micro looper on the other and the micro looper always gives you some glitchy weird stuff and then the other side gives you some reverb and and you can kind of tweak stuff and like the clock yeah it's one side for functionality one side for predictably glitchy. yeah and and the clock control in the middle basically is quantized so you know it always goes between like fifths and everything sounds in tune and it's very cool i think if you want a more traditional looper that's something that you could loop with uh but also get you know quirky then that's where the blooper comes in and in this i don't know i don't know how it sits in the pedal board at the moment some of the for me I think it's amazing what it does, and I just, I've just i only spent a couple of hours with it, so I need to dive deeper. For some of the glitchy stuff I got out of it, I was like, I'm getting the same sounds out of the microcosm at the moment. And then some right, of the like it. modulated digital delay sounds I'm sort of getting out of the H9 at the moment. Uh-huh. So I think what's great is it does all of that and gives you more quirkiness. So if you don't want the H9... Say, for example, you don't want something like the microcosm. I think this would give you quirkiness. But what I like is that if you've got three minutes worth of recording, you can like manually scan through three minutes and like pick out a small point and then you can like just get it to repeat those bits and then you can use it as a bit of a looper and you can modify some delay. I certainly want to try more of the like frippertronic stuff, you know, using the 60 second delay. I think that could be quite cool. Um, But yeah, I think definitely the pedal I've probably had to spend the most time with to get something out of it that you would step on and go oh that's cool for what i do um whereas things like the mood like straight away is like there's a bit of a learning curve but it's not so steep i i do feel that this has got a relatively steep learning curve once you've worked out that it does more than just be a delay you have to read the manual honestly i really think you have to read the manual um which is no bad thing because i think you know scott who's like the designer there and very much the was this was his kind of you know baby he knows exactly how it works inside out and his the manual was written in a very good way that takes you through all of that um i think if you just plugged it in i think you would struggle instantly just because yeah. it, I think like you would turn the spread control up and you go, why is there another delay? And then you turn the scan control up and then something you played 30 seconds ago would suddenly like pop through the speaker, <laughs> you know, because I noticed <laughs> that I would like, I would, you know, do something really janky in, in a like a clean sound. And then I would, I would play like, and I'd turn the fuzz pedal on and like bend a note and just, you know, just mess around. And then all of a sudden I'd just like hear it back like super loud and I'd be like, oh yeah. I don't want that. I don't want to hear that again. <laughs> yeah, you've, it's an absolutely nothing does anything like this, but which is amazing. But at the same time, you absolutely have to know what you're doing with this in order to get the right result. Yeah, I, I, it's really, you know, we, we've talked about it, I think, a few times in the last few weeks. But it's just like getting to know the most out of the gear that you've got 
And I definitely think like you could put that on a pedal board and it would be amazing. You just got to spend the time on how to use it. Really got to spend Absolutely. the time on how to use it. Absolutely. Well, very soon we'll, we'll, we'll be doing a, a podcast with um, the Chase Bliss lot. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have a chat with them then about it. And of course, you'll have had more time to familiarize yourself Indeed. with the habit in Indeed. that time. It'll be interesting to see how you get on with it over the next few weeks. Now, that is all the time we have on this week's episode. You can, of course, join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar notes for an extra episode every week. You can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. At the dollar tier, you get this episode ad-free and early. Five dollars gets you access to our Patreon special episodes and our back catalogue. Ten dollars gets you a lot. And plus, I sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. You can find us on all your favourite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Goodbye. Each one of them is so lovely
Lucky Appaloochiano. Shabuki la buki ala bakabuji. Shini bataka kamuka da noko da boka da lipa da papa da shabada bo. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.